In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does the voice of God sound like? That's a serious question. I want you to think about it for a moment. In your own imagination, in your own mind, in your own experience, what does the voice of God sound like to you? I grew up in a religious home. We were at church almost as often as we were at our actual home. We read the Bible in my house, even when we were not at church. And I also grew up going to a Christian school from K-4 through 12th grade, where all of those years I had at least a 50-minute Bible period per day, Monday through Friday. I lived in these stories. I heard them over and over again. And so I had a vivid picture of what God would look like and what God's voice would look like based upon these stories that I had grown up with. And so throughout my life, when I have imagined the way that God might speak to me or to us, I had a clear picture of what it might look like. Perhaps God's voice would be a booming voice, bellowing down from heaven, where some could hear, or maybe all could hear, like at Christ's baptism. Maybe God's voice would not be a voice at all, but it would be the rustling of smoke against sand, or the sizzling of fire as a pillar of cloud, or a pillar of smoke, or a pillar of fire, led the children of Israel from Egypt through the wilderness. Maybe it was not even something like that. Maybe it was the children of Israel sitting at the base of Mount Sinai and watching their leader go up to interact with God and seeing flashes of lightning and hearing the rolling thunder, which I always imagined was God bowling, and then seeing their leader come back down with his face veiled and his face shining so brightly that they could not look directly at him. Maybe this is the way that God speaks and the way that God sounds. Or maybe the voice of God is just beyond the wilderness where a shepherd by himself interacts with a burning bush. The truth is, in my own life, I have had none of these experiences, and I will give you the same invitation that I gave to those at 8 o'clock. If you have had one of these experiences, I definitely want to set a meeting with you, and I definitely want to hear about it. The closest I have come to a moment like this was when I was about 16 years old, and I have told you this story before, at least partially, but there was a moment when I was 16 and I was at school, and I was sitting at a lunch table with friends, friends who I had grown up with in school, and we were sitting around this table, and we were thinking about our lives and what we would do after we graduated high school, and we were talking about the careers and jobs and callings that we would take on, and I can remember thinking, okay, I'm going to say that I'm going to be an architect because that is the plan. I had just enrolled in my first drafting class. I couldn't wait to talk about it. I felt passionate about drawing and creating and building, and yet I had been struggling with something that I had never said out loud. And I listened as my classmates talked about the things that they would do. I want to be a lawyer. 
I want to take over my dad's business. And then my friend Ryan said, I think I'm called into youth ministry. And the moment that he said that, something went aflame inside of me. Everyone turned into Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I couldn't hear anything else that anyone else was saying. And my insides felt like they were on fire. And my heart felt like it was going to beat out of my chest. And I looked down to see if anyone else could see or hear what was happening inside of me. And finally, when it came my turn, I said, you know, I think I'm called into vocational ministry. I'm not sure I use the word vocational at 16. But I think I'm called to work in the church. The truth is, is that the voice of God sounds different to all of us. In fact, Ron told us earlier in formation class that he can hear the voice of God in weed whackers. And I'm not quite yet to that spiritual plane. But the voice of God does speak to us. And what is interesting about my own story and about the story that we've encountered today, the story of Moses, is that the voice of God speaks in an utterly mundane moment. Moses was not taking the sheep out for the first time. Moses had lived in Midian for 40 years. Moses probably did what he was doing on this day every single other day. The sheep even have to eat on the weekends. And Moses is doing the thing that he's always doing. This is just the minutia of his life. And so he gets the sheep and he takes them out, first to the wilderness, and then beyond the wilderness, the scripture says. By the way, what is beyond the wilderness? Is this that fabled land beyond bed and bath that none of us have ever made it to? And so Moses takes these sheep beyond the wilderness, and he's probably seen so many strange and wonderful and weird things while being a shepherd. I pushed buggies in a Home Depot parking lot for a year and a half. I saw weird things there. I can only imagine what happens beyond the wilderness. In fact, Moses had probably seen other bushes on fire. This is the Middle East. This is a dry and hot climate, but something was different this time. Moses saw this bush, and it was blazing, except it was not being consumed, and he felt compelled in this moment to move closer to it, except there was a voice. And the angel of the Lord appeared, and the voice of God spoke and said, Moses, come no closer. Take off your shoes. You are on holy ground. And Moses gives the only appropriate response when God comes calling. Here I am. I hope that I can be brave enough to say the same thing when God calls for me. How many burning bushes had Moses walked past? What were the circumstances that created this difference, this moment, this thin place where he could interact with God without obstacle or barrier? I don't know, but I'm thankful on this day that Moses listened. And I am even more comforted by what God called Moses to do. I've heard a lot of people describe burning bush moments in their life. They've, they've used that terminology. And usually this means that they got some sort of clear direction on the next thing that they should do. 
move to this place, go to this school, take this job, marry this person, right? Whatever these big life decisions are. And yet, if we look at and investigate the actual burning bush moment, it has nothing to do with the well-being, salvation, or success of the person being called. Instead, the Lord is speaking to Moses in this moment about the suffering of others. I have heard the cry of my people Israel in Egypt, and I have come down to deliver them. Judith shared a story with us, the lectionary shared the story, but Judith preached on it several weeks back about Joseph, this young man who had a dream and shared it with his brothers, albeit in not the best way, and his brothers became jealous and enraged and they sold him into slavery. And Joseph went to Egypt and there he became a servant and then a prisoner and then he rose to leadership and he used his wisdom and wise counsel to prepare the land of Egypt for a great famine that was coming. And his wisdom provided not only for the people of Egypt, but also for other nations that surrounded Egypt, including the nation of Israel. The same place that had been salvation at first to the people of Israel had become the place that they needed to be delivered from. There's wisdom there, too. And so, my friends, the thing that I want to leave you with today is that the whole world is a burning bush. God is everywhere, and God is always speaking. The question is whether we are listening. Moses hears the voice, hears the calling, and his question is a good one. Who in the world am I? Who am I to go to Egypt? Who am I that Pharaoh would listen? Who am I that the people of Israel would follow beyond this place? And God's answer is not to tell him his qualifications or his giftings or his talents. It's not to tell him about how good-looking he is or how persuasive he is, but instead only to make this promise. I will be with you. I have called you. And I will go into the difficulty and into the place that you do not feel qualified to go. I will say it again. The whole world, the whole world is a burning bush. And God is attempting to speak to us everywhere and all of the time. And if you want to know what God is saying, ask yourself, who in the world is suffering? And who can I participate in the deliverance of? The calling for us today is the same as it was for Moses. Go to my people and set them free. And the good news for us is the promise of God remains the same too. If you go, I will be with you. Amen.